Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Swinging at Shins. I am Rick Conaway, and I'm joined, as always, by Aaron. Aaron, how you doing? Not so bad. Uh, bought a new vehicle today, so that was pretty awesome. It's all just settling in now? Uh, yeah. Have monthly car payments? Oh, God, not that yet, because the first check hasn't come in, but when it does, that will. Yep, I'm sure it will. It's okay. Pretty soon, you're like, I don't even know where the money was coming from. <laughs> You adjust. You adjust. He he bought a very smart used car. It's okay, guys. He didn't just yeah. go drop fifty. <clears throat> well, I mean, it's a Lamborghini though, because swinging a chance is gonna take off. <laughs> yeah, I just bought it in advance. That's all. Well, yeah. I mean, it was the color you wanted, and the dealer was like, you know, I got three people looking at it. And you're like, well, if I'm gonna get it, it's gotta be now. <laughs> I understand, but enough about you. Let's talk about the Premier League. It is back. Boxing Day was amazing, and I got to tell you, Aaron, the more things change, the more they seem to stay the same. Uh, yeah, a lot of these score lines definitely reflected a, a like nothing even happened. Not even a World Cup happened. Yeah, it very much felt that way. Um, even the big injuries, we'll talk about the Arsenal one in a minute. Even the big injuries, it just seemed like it was business as usual. Yeah. You know, I mean, Almiron is still on fire. I don't know how you stay on fire after doing nothing for six weeks, but he did it. Uh, Arsenal is still dismantling teams. Man City is still dismantling teams. Yep. Spurs still only knows how to play half a match. That's accurate. Uh, Fulham look like the real deal. Yeah. I know they... a lot of people thought they were going back down, but I don't know. They built themselves a nice little core, so I, I don't think they'll have a problem. All right. Well, let's start off with the first match, 7.30 Eastern for us. Brentford v. Spurs. Uh, first thing I want to talk about, and this is something that I think is very different between American sports and British sports. No one even mentioned Ivan Tony's pending investigation at all. Oh, God, no. It would have been all over the place if it was an American sport. I think the Sun commented that people on Twitter were talking about it, but yeah. I kind of want to know the breakdown with the people on Twitter all Americans because this is like one of the things. I, like Kieran Trippier got suspended 10 matches for telling his people to bet on him to go to Atletico Madrid. This guy has 261 or two potential breaches. And nobody's talking about it. Nobody cares. Nobody... I think they're, people come don't want to jump on it too soon. They want to make sure that they're getting it right. Which, first of all, I would love if I could think that the British media was that commendable. <laughs> or any media. Secondly, I'm a big innocent until proven guilty guy. You know, I'm the guy that says OJ didn't do it because a jury found him innocent. However, 260, and yes, I did steal that from the newsroom. It's a great show. <laughs> but 262 cases, like charges against him. If it was like, hey, we thought maybe you bet a couple times, it's 262. Yeah. That's a lot. Anyway, he doesn't care. He scored. Probably should have had two. I don't know if Spurs got lucky with that high line or if they were just flat-footed getting back. But that offside in the first half, he had everybody beat. Uh, I really thought Brentford had this one of the bag, especially in the first half. Same. Spurs continues to play 45 minutes after a 45-minute warm-up. Yep. I don't know why they're doing that. Uh, they looked really sluggish in defense, especially the first goal. They just got caught flat-footed. Yep. Yeah, and Embamo. Sorry. Uh, names are hard. But anyway, it was a great cross, but Norgard should never, ever, ever, ever be that open. No. He had no one behind him on the corner of the six-yard box. It was awful. Um, you saw Spurs have fight, though. Not the good kind, though. Just like the I'm getting beaten kind. That uh, I need to try now. Kulusevsky just pushed Henry in the back. Rico Henry just pushed him down. Possibly kicked him while he was down. I don't know how he didn't <laughs> get a card. I don't understand any of that. It was like, this is all the type of fight you don't want. Um the other thing I noticed a lot was lack of ball, lack of movement off the ball. Spurs had like five guys committed up top, but they didn't do mm -hmm. anything with it. Yeah. I maybe Conte just doesn't like movement. Yeah. <laughs> he just wants to counter and that's it. 
and lump the ball in the box. And that's I have a hard maybe I have a hard time imagining that this is Conte's fault. No, uh, I mean, it could just be the fact that they're one of the highest teams that have World Cup minutes on their legs. That is true. Um, they were second. It's 3,600 minutes. Something it's crazy. quite a lot. It's quite a lot. Uh, Kane looked like he wasn't there, but Kane does that every once in a while. Yeah. I will say this in the 50th minute, in the 50th minute, sorry, starting to say me a little bit too early there. In the 50th minute, he was pulled down by me. That happened. That should yeah. have been a penalty. Oh my God. What I don't know that? how that was missed. Jesus. It wasn't even missed. The VAR wouldn't looked at it too. And they were like, nah, don't believe it. I don't, I don't understand. And it's and then, Kane. Like, the, yeah. And it's Kane. And again, I, you, you see this badge, you see this hat. I'm going to be the first guy to complain about Kane getting a bullshit penalty. That should have been a pen. I don't understand. And the commentator was like, oh, he pulled his hand back in time. What do you mean pull his hand back in time? He still tackled the guy. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, they looked much better in the second half. Yep. Um, beautiful, cro- beautiful header. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful header. Um, yep. I say they look better in the second half. I forgot the Ivan Tony goal was in the second half. Yeah, it was, but it still looked like Tottenham was more inclined to score than Brentford was. That is true. However, if that is how you're going to defend corners, just go for corners against Spurs. <laughs> that was bad. You have, like, you got to have a guy on Tony. I would think and so. And instead, right? it looked like they were zonal marking, but their zone completely forgot about the back half of the six yard box. Eh, I don't understand. Not necessary. Can't be that. Can't be that open. Especially Tony. Can't be that open. Well, anyway, maybe after that, looked a lot better. Well, maybe who's ta- I don't know who was taking the corner, but maybe the guys for Tottenham were like, "Hey." If uh, we let you score, will you give us some of your earnings from the best? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to do the whole World Cup minutes. They're so used to the <laughs> short crosses. Yeah. <laughs> short corners, all World Cup. Yeah, it was. Anyway, uh, Hoiberg scored off a really bad deflection, but still, I think 2-2 was fair. Yeah. Especially with us first played the second oh. half. Spurs almost scored it uh, late in the match. It was a Harry Kane header. Just missed it. Like if it was two inches lower, that was in. Beat everybody but the crossbar. He does that. Yep. He really does. He comes flying through with these headers. Absolutely, he's a great player. He's absolutely great. Uh, Brentford fans, not big fans of him. Did you hear the chant that was going around? No. Harry or. It was, yeah, Harry, you let your country down. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <Savages>. Oof. Oof. <sighs> Going on to a couple players who didn't le- let their country down. Uh, Crystal Palace and Fulham. Tim Bream. And what a striker's finish that was. I know we're going straight to the third goal, but we're Americans. Just what an absolute striker's finish. Top corner. It was amazing. Uh- just blasted it into the roof. Give me all of it. But do you think VAR got it right? Do you think that was a handball by Mitrovic? No. No? Why? No, because, first of all, you're right, second goal, not third. And secondly, we've had this argument before, your hand has to be somewhere, and I don't think it actually changed the flight of the ball all that much. I would said that to a few people at the bar. I was like, where – do you want Mitrovic to put his arm? I get that it hits his arm on the way down when he nodded it, but his arms were already out in front of him, holding, grappling um, Ward, Joel Ward. It was Joel Ward. And it's like, we're, he can't just move his hands as soon as he heads the ball down. Like they're in a position, they're in a normal position. From my perspective, uh, it didn't actually change the flight of the ball that much. If you have if you have your hands out, even if it's in a natural position, mm-hmm. but you gain an advantage because of how it rolls off your hand, then yeah, it's still going to be a handball to a point because now you've gained an advantage. But yeah, 
again, you you do have to be somewhere, and I I don't know. That being said, Jimmy Ream gets a goal, and it really wouldn't have mattered anyway. No. Mitrovic got a header in the 80th minute. Uh, Bobby Reed had already scored off a header, assisted by Mitrovic in the 31st. Crystal Palace looked just undisciplined. Shambles. They looked really bad. I That tackle is Mitchell's tackle that happened in the first half. Mm-hmm. Um, straight red card. And as accidental as that tackle was, it was high, it was late, it was studs. It's a red card. You, yeah, there's no... And I feel like people misunderstand this all the time. There's no intent when it comes to red cards. Like, there can be if you were clearly trying to hurt someone. But to a certain point, if you hit a guy that hard that way, you're going to get a red card. Yeah. It's like everyone's so worried in – Murder mysteries. What's the motive? I want to know what the motive is. Police don't care about the motive. If they can prove you were there with the gun, they don't have to prove why you shot him. They just, it's the same thing. Like, it makes for a better story. And oh, he didn't mean to, but it still happened. Yep. I thought it was, I felt bad for him. It was his first red card. And again, I think it was an accident. Yep. But accident or not, it still has, it's still a red card. What gets me is the second yellow on. Uh, who was it? Tompkins. Tompkins. What are you doing? His first match start in a year. And he gets uh, two yellows and a red, and he's out of here. That's right. I I don't know what he was doing with his arm. Patrick Vieira has to be just pulling his hair out. Yeah. Absolutely pulling his hair out. (laughs) (sighs) I mean, if he had any, which he doesn't. No, well. That, that was the joke. But um uh, moving on. Um next match, Everton Wolves. It was Lopateu's first match in charge. We're gonna say it right today. Um <clears throat> I'm sorry, guys, that that doesn't come up a lot in American English, if ever. No. So we're sorry about that. Um, you had some thoughts on this match that were a little different than mine. I'm gonna let you go ahead. Okay. Uh, I actually thought Everton did a really good job in this match. Um, I thought they were the better side for a good majority of this match. Um, Anthony Gordon, absolute beast up top. Uh, He's a problem. Uh, If they can get Dominic Calvin back, that pairing is going to be wild. Um. I thought Everton did right with their counter pressing and uh, their pressing up top. They got a lot of turnovers in the midfield and uh, up up top. Um, I thought that you know the only thing was they just didn't take they didn't finish the chances that they took. That's what it came down to. I think I think Gordon played good. I don't think he played fantastic. I think he's one of those guys who's showing a lot of athleticism and a lot of drive. Mm. Um, I think he's, and I'm going to make this comparison. I think he's better, but he's kind of guendosying it where everyone says, Oh my God, look at him. He's constantly winning the ball and he's constantly doing all these things. And it's like, yeah, but how, how like how forward moving is he with the ball? How many dumb fouls is he giving away? Things like that. I think Gordon's much better, and I think Gordon's going to be fine. I think Gordon's going to be playing on another team other than Everton come the end of the year. Agreed. And that's because Everton's going to go down. Uh, Probably most likely. <sighs> I mean, and I feel bad. You know, Wobie, Pickford, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, you have good players on that team. Yep. But I – I don't see how they're going to stay up. And I think, and we said, I said this on the last one, the last podcast, this is the type of match that could be like a real six pointer. I think we could look back at the end of the season at this Wolves Everton match and like how big of a deal is that 
Elton Oregon going to be? I'll tell you, because they did this last year against Villa, where they were down three, and they came back within in the second half, and with like ten minutes left, scored three goals, and at that time it would was three to one, scored three goals, won the game, and then they went on a tear. This is the kind of game that they always have in their system and then will just it'll be a reboot and they'll start winning games again i also think that as much as i did pronounce his name wrong what people forget is i was praising him i think lopateo is too good of a manager to let this wolves team go down and i know that this wolves team has been playing very poorly however if you look at the table they are now 18th they are one point behind Everton and West Ham, two points behind Leeds, three points behind Bournemouth, four points behind Leicester City. That's a lot of teams you could make up in a match day or two. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of teams. And quite frankly, we're going to get to them too next. Leicester do not look good. No, oh God, it's so bad for Leicester. I feel bad for them. I feel bad Leeds for my girlfriend. Leeds got dismantled. <laughs> <laughs> West Ham... I mean, Arsenal is playing very well right now, so I don't know if I can judge them just on that one Arsenal match. However, played 16, 14 points. You know, um, we're not getting into our relegation talk yet, but bad. That math doesn't sound good. It's a point of match. That is the Mendoza line for not getting relegated. <laughs> it's usually a point a match. Yeah. If you get 38 points, you're probably safe. And right now I'm looking at a bunch of teams – that aren't even – there are f- six teams that are currently not averaging a point of match. That's a lot. All you got – you just got to be in the top half of those six. Yep. Quite frankly, Southampton and Nottingham Forest, I don't see them doing it. So, really, Wolves need to be better than just a couple other teams. They have to be better than one other team. Yeah. But well, we're going to get your to case, that. yeah. Yeah, we're going to get to that. Um, yeah, I don't think there's anything else on this match. Let's go to the next match, a team that I don't think is going to get relegated because I think they have a little bit too much quality. However, if the quality keeps getting injured, who knows? Uh, Leicester versus Newcastle. Yep, this uh, was a one-way traffic for Newcastle. They started out hot and then... You know, just kept going that whole match. Let me ask you this question. Is Leicester this bad or is Newcastle this good? And I understand that those aren't necessarily mutually exclusive. But for the sake of the pod right now, do you think that this is more a case of Leicester being a very bad team or Newcastle just being that good? Because this put Newcastle in the second for two days until Man City played, but still. Uh, God, I think it's a little bit of both. I know that's not what you want to hear, but Leicester are... Which one do you think it's more of? Uh, it's Newcastle. They have more of a track record of this year being that good. They're showing me that they're a Champions League team this year. Now, I will say with the caveat that Leicester is missing James Madison, who is a very pivotal player on this squad. So that could have played a big role in how this team played. Um, But I still don't think even with Madison's help, they would have won. I think Newcastle would have just won less. I I agree. Uh, Drewsbury Hall, Dewsbury Hall is not the makeup for Madison. But – Talking about teams that aren't doing well. Leicester City played 16, 17 points. They're just above that Mendoza line. Yep. They haven't missed Madison for 16 matches. They might. (laughs) You know, honestly, they may now, which I don't know, makes it even worse that they haven't. 
Sorry, I'm looking at this. They were going on a little bit of a tear. Uh, they did. They won West Ham two nil. Everton two nil. One nil lost to Man City. Four nil win against Wolves. Two nil win against Leeds. They've lost to Bournemouth. Yep. Well, they've drawn Crystal Palace. They got eviscerated by Tottenham. That was early on in the season. Yeah, September. Yeah, you know, they beat up a Nottingham Forest, but right now, who isn't beating up a Nottingham Forest? Uh, lost to Chelsea, lost to Man United, big loss to Brighton, big loss, you know, not big loss, but lost to Arsenal. At one point, they were at the bottom of the league, and yep. yeah, then they won a couple games, but just because I also think they got a run of games. I think they're going to look back. That Crystal Palace match needs to be a win. Probably. Although I'm not knocking Crystal Palace, they're a good young, talented squad. Yeah, I don't know what to make of Crystal Palace yet. Um, I think they have building blocks in place. That is yes. what I'm going to go with. And hopefully they stay in the prem long enough to keep them. Yeah, that's fair. Um. Anyway, enough about how bad Leicester is. Newcastle. This is ten wins and ten appearances for they're Newcastle. Fire. They are two fire. of them were friendlies, and two of them were EFL Cup matches. So. Take those as you will, but that's still uh, six. Yeah, I got my math. That's still six straight in the prem. They can't and it's not against nobody's. No, nope. They're they're a very talented squad. This uh, they are finally getting what they invested in Almiron and Lint, Joe Linton. Um, Chris Wood is just a bystander there, but I mean he scored the pen. It's not really who I'd want starting up top. But that was the weird thing when I saw those lineups come out. It's like, who, why? I don't know. Maybe Colin Wilson is injured or sick or whatever. But if you're leaning back on Chris Wood, I don't think it's going to go well for the rest of the season. Probably not. I think you'd have to go out and get a loan or something for a better quality player. Which they're positioned to because they're playing out of their minds right now. Also, they have the money. And this and is something that I think is worth bringing up. They have potentially had the money. It's not like they went out and bought a bunch of players. No. They went out and got the manager. Mm-hmm. I was a big Eddie Howe fan. And I think the second you watch him leave Bournemouth, what happened to Bournemouth just showed how much he was just a glue holding that team together. Yep, he was the bubblegum. Um, I think it's pretty impressive to use them to talk about two other teams. <laughs> How good Newcastle has been. Yeah. And yet Man City is two points ahead and Arsenal is seven points ahead. And both of those teams have a game in hand. Mm-hmm. So Newcastle, I definitely think, I'm not saying that they can't. Anything can happen. And if they don't stay on this terror and they just keep winning, but they just got to be so happy with top four. I would be. Do you think they're top four favorites now? Yes. Especially Who is if they go out. Who is the top four? Um, Arsenal. Right now, today. I'm going Arsenal, City, Newcastle, and uh, give me two seconds. Um, I think with the acquisition of Cody Gakpo, you'll see Liverpool get in the top four. I was just about to say, Hart says Liverpool, Head still says Tottenham. Tottenham's got a very good team. They yeah, were, they do. They were without Kulusevski for a long time. Yep. I have to imagine that a manager as good as Conte is going to figure out a way to get them to play 90 minutes. <laughs> Hungman Sung has not been at 100%. No, that cheek is affecting him, I think. Yeah, I don't know if it's cheek, if it's just draining, if it's the World Cup. I, I don't know what it is. I just know that he's a better player than he's been playing. Yeah. Harry Kane's going to get you goals. Yep. I'm a little bit suspect of their defense, but they're five points clear of Liverpool. Yep. Although Liverpool have a match in hand. Uh, and then the other one that we are just ignoring, but we're not going to be able to for much longer, is Man United. I want to see them do it against a bigger team. 
I agree with that because their attacking front is dangerous. Match in hand, one point behind Tottenham. Yeah. You know, sorry, not to derail this about a top four in the middle of talking about a match, but <laughs> that's very good. Yeah. I it's it's gonna be a tight top four this year. It's gonna be a fun watch. I think I think unfortunately it's going to be a runaway top three and then just three or four teams Fight. beating the piss out of each other for that last spot. Yeah, it's not out of the realm of possibilities. Yeah, I know what it's like to be one of the three or four teams. But you're right with United, and we're going to talk about them in a minute when we get to their match, but United's attacking. Again, they, it could turn off because the two of them do turn off, but Martial and Rashford right now, today, look very good. Yep. Anyway, on to the next and final 10 o'clock Boxing Day match. If you're in an eastern half of America, Southampton-Brighton. This is a match that I know you and I don't agree on. We were talking about this before we hit the record button. I'm going to let you go first. Uh, okay. I think Brighton deserve this win. I agree with some of the goals that they were hard done by. Uh, but I also think that Southampton aren't a strong squad. And if you're not a strong squad, sometimes stuff goes against you. I I don't think that you can say that what happened in this match was just you're not a strong squad. Yes, I can. I watched this match. I, Liverpool was so hard done on this match. Now, not, not Liverpool, sorry, Southampton. Southampton is still one of my favorites to get relegated. I'm not expecting them to stay up. Um, however, in this match in particular, and I think this is more of maybe the cracks are starting to show in Brighton. That first goal should not that should not have been a goal. That was awful. Yeah, well, that was awful, Bizzuno awful, awful. Is Bizzuno, not good. It, a scarecrow would have saved that. I don't. Well, then they should they should have bought a he's scarecrow. A, he's a Premier League Hobby Lobby for fifteen he, bucks. He is a Premier League goalkeeper. He should have saved that goal. You know then, that's true. You know that's true. Yeah, well, Wayne Hennessy is a Premier League goalkeeper, and he should have saved that goal also. The Parade, or Perot, I'm not 100% sure how to say his name, own goal. I don't know what the hell happened to him. Uh, controller uh, disconnected. Yeah, it really did look like that. <laughs> that was just a mental issue. <laughs> yeah. And then the final one was a March worldie that was, like you said, you told me it was deflected. Yeah, it was James Ward Prowse's toe just so got that's that's of it. that's three goals, and I know I'm saying a lot of ifs here. I get I'm saying a lot of ifs, but Edozi also had his controller disconnect in like the 54th minute. Oh, where whenever was, the 47th minute when yeah. he was just wide open and all he, he just needed to pass it into the goal and he didn't. And then that James Ward Prowse free kick, everyone and their mother thought he was going to score before he kicked it. Everyone and his mother thought that he was going to score right after it cleared the wall. I'm still a little amazed it didn't end up in the goal. And, yes, those things happen, and it didn't end up in the goal. But Southampton had 1.94 expected goals, and Brighton had 0.64. I just think Brighton got outplayed. Is Brighton the better team? Absolutely. One of these teams is what, eighth, seventh? One of these teams is seventh in the Premier League, and one of these teams is 20th. I think it's very clear which team's the better team. But on this day, I think Southampton was hard done by this loss. Or, and if you like it better this way, that's fine. I think Brighton was very flattered by this win. I do not think that this was a 3-1 drubbing of Southampton. I just think this is the quality that Southampton has. And that's why they went and bought a championship coach. It's because they know they'll be in the championship next year. So you think James Ward Prowse stays? Hell no. If I was him. I'd be like, I would be knocking on Nathan, uh, Nathan Phillips's door and be like, you're transferring me today. I don't care. I mean, I do care where, but I don't care how much you sell me for. I'm out. Yeah. I mean, I understand they get parachute money, but as you go down, you want to have some funds to get yourself through the lack of Premier League money. 
do you get parachute money if i thought yep. parachute money only applies if you uh get promoted and then get relegated and then you get uh parachute money and then if you get promoted again um it clears but I if don't you don't get promoted that year then yeah, you've lost me i think you've lost yourself now <laughs> villa have been in the championship before i kind of know what happens kind of oh, the rules change every day that is fair enough speaking of villa yeah look at that i accidentally segued there you go look at me um love your notes for this Thanks. i think you're a little hard mm, slightly you're a little harsh his notes for this is class versus ass I do not think I do not think Villa was ass. This is another unflattering scoreline. This game showed that Villa needed to needs to go out in the January window and buy them some players of quality uh, descent here. Well, who, uh, who they're, in particular? I think, or at least, who do you want replaced? I want one of the center backs replaced. I'm sorry, Tyro Mings. He can be good, but only when he has the eye of the Ming. If he doesn't have the eye of the Ming, then forget about it. And then he's just a pedestrian. Kanza has looked lost sometimes. Um, what I'm hoping for is an early comeback from uh, Diego Carlos and then pair him with somebody else. I really think that Tyrone Mings is going to be a much better player when he isn't paired up with Kanza. Maybe. I Could think we, we've watched this in a lot of teams before. We've watched this with players before. You look bad when you're constantly covering for someone else because you feel like you have to do more all the time. You feel like you can't trust them, so then you make that lunging tackle that ends up in a foul or that you get beat on. There was also the fact that Ashley Young started this match, and that was kind of weird. Um, usually it'd be Maddie Cash playing on the right. So I don't know if he's Cash was sick. A lot of people, a lot of teams are having problems with illness, it seems like. Um, little teaser uh, Harry Maguire may have been sick. We don't know. But. It seems like teams have been replacing a lot of players with sick players. Um, but this match was class. Uh, Liverpool was class. Uh, that yeah, you're not, Alex, you're not. That first goal is getting scored on anybody. That That's what I'm saying. That goal was absolutely – I wasn't even mad. It was so good. I was I admired it. You uh, score that goal in San Siro. You score that goal at the Bernabeu. You score that goal anywhere. However, the Virgil van Dyke goal, that one was let's throw our five foot eight player on a six foot four player. I, was, I said to the guy next to me at the bar, I go, we just put Emmy Buendia on Virgil van Dyke. Watch us get scored on. Oops. It happened. Yeah. Now, I don't think Villa was terrible attacking either, though. It's not like they gave up. I thought this match actually they had some good quality attacking movement and passing. I uh, Watkins is very hit or miss. I think Watkins' other problem is much like the Tyrone Minks problem, where if you get better people around him, he's going to perform better. Yeah, and that's very true of a number nine in a lot of ways. Yeah. I mean, a when number he nine, had Grealish. Yeah, a number nine is very much the sum of the parts behind him. Yeah. They don't have to be, but a lot of times they are. Uh, I still think. Erling Holland is not getting 20 goals in the first 14 matches he plays in on Southampton. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, right. You got to have these guys. Anyway, for a better breakdown of the Austin Villa match, where can we find that? Uh, at. The Villa Villa, and I will try to get something out here relatively soon. Um, I've been pretty busy trying to buy a car. Yep, um, but I'm sure we're going to record that soon. That will be on the Wicked Good Sports channel. Links are in the description below. 
uh, Swinging at Shins is under the umbrella of Wiki Good Sports, so make sure that you check out that channel as well. Mm-hmm. On to the next match that we're also going to skim over because you will find an in-depth review of that match on Wiki Good Sports. Um, Arsenal versus West Ham. Yep. I, it, yep. Not a pen. I, I just, that's not a pen. And by the way, I think it was Gold 90. I don't know who it was, but someone on the one football news cycle. Mm-hmm. Saliba gave the penalty away, not Gabriel. Like, just get it straight. My God. I <laughs> can't figure out which. Uh, it, he clipped him slightly. I just, if that's a pen, a lot of penalties should be given that aren't. Like the Kane one? Like, well, the Kane one, definitely. If the Kane one isn't a penalty, there's no way this is a penalty. Mm-hmm. And this is the problem with clear and obvious error. Like they say they say that so that things aren't getting overturned all the time. But you still had to go look at it. So what are we I I don't know. Um also the last play of the half, um, where it looked like a penalty Michael Oliver gave the penalty and then VAR took it away. Also, not a pen. Hit his head. I don't know why his arm is up there. It looks all the world like it hit his arm the first time. I totally see why Mike Oliver called it, but not a pen. Yep. Uh, apart from that, Arsenal clearly the better team. Yep. I thought very much so in the first half. Uh, 110% in the second half. Yep. Um, I was talking at the bar, and I said this in the way West Stand as well. I was pretty sure that that was a pass by Odegaard in real time, and I have since watched it back. It was a shot. And he shanked it, and he shanked it right onto Saka's foot, and that's okay <laughs> because we scored, and I'm perfectly okay with that. Um, Martinelli, you're noticing the trend. Everything's cyclical. Brought this up in the way of a stand as well. Uh, used to be never get beat near post for the goalie. Don't ever get beat near post. Don't do it. Don't do it. So they always went near post. So shots never came in near post. So now goalies are starting to cheat towards the six-yard box, try to take away the cross. And now that they're cheating in the six-yard box, now you can shoot near post again. And you have to do it the way Martinelli does it. He didn't even look like he was shooting. But then the ball was in the back of the night. There it is. Um, And uh, Eddie Nicotay is going to be fine. That was not just because he scored the goal. That was a nasty goal. That was so filthy. That turn was gorgeous. Oh, it was That's like a, a Lukaku pass. turn. That was beautiful. And he was burned. And then also the finish. Yep. Across the face of goal, right into the side netting. You couldn't ask for it better. It was no. beautiful. But not just that. His defensive presence, where he was on the field, how he won the ball back, his movements around the ball. Arsenal are so well drilled. And Nikitea buys into it like everyone does. He just – he fills in the spots. Does he have the clinical finishing that Jesus does? No, Jesus is absolutely the better player. Mm-hmm. But for what we need him to do right now, I think we're going to be fine with him. And I think that's one of the reasons why I'm not too worried about Arsenal's apparent lack of depth as opposed to Man City because Arsenal plays in such a way – where we can drop another player in, and as long as the player gets the system, the drop in quality is this much instead of this much. Where when you have a very creative team. I still think they should probably go out and get a loan for a player. So They don't do have do to that? commit too much. But, but you got to get the player to come in. So what do you do? Do you get a player worse than Jesus that sits on the bench? And by the way, who are you going to get that's worse than Jesus but better than Nicotea? I, I'm not saying that that player doesn't exist, but your win, your options get small then, right? Or do you get a player better than Jesus and spend a bunch of money to replace a striker that you just went out and spent 50 million euros on? Or do you get a player that's roughly the same and play two at the top, even though that's not how we've been playing, or rotate them? Give me a that, minute. I'm trying to think. Yeah, about that, that's the issue. Like, what is the actual solution? And yes, I'm getting this from Rebecca Lowe. From anyone who's watched the lowdown, she brought up a very good point, and I hadn't thought of it this way. But who do you get? Especially when, if Nikitea fails, we can put Martinelli or Saka up the middle. Because Emil Smith Rowe is almost back. 
I'm trying to pluck a player off a big six team anywhere. Yeah, right. I I don't know who I don't know who you go get is the only issue. If you had one guy in the twilight years who was playing well, who would want another run at it. But I can't think of anyone who's not a baby. I don't know. I think I would try to go for I can't remember if he played he doesn't play for Torino anymore. I can't remember. He might be his name is Botellini. Bonatelli. Bonatelli sounds more familiar to me. <clears throat> I think he plays for uh, let me think of what the team is. Doesn't really matter. But that's the player I would go after, really. I think it's Bonatini. I don't know if he's the answer. Especially with when you see what we have um, and who could possibly play in the middle. Uh, Mukayo Mudrik seems to be getting more and more likely every single day. Yeah, well, that's fair. Um, and then I think it was Ornstein that said that we're very in on Jao Felix. Yeah, who isn't? Everyone um, and their mothers is. Are. And Ornstein says that we're very in. Who knows? Anyway, for more Arsenal-related stuff, Way West Stand, Wicked Good Sports. Uh, Granit Xhaka hasn't received a card in the Premier League since September 18th. Good for him. So, Proud yeah. of him. Anyway, on to Bournemouth v. Chelsea. Actually, Chelsea v. Bournemouth. It was at Stanford Bridge. The Bowley Foley Derby, as they're starting to call it. I have no idea. Todd Bowley, Bill Foley, American owners. Bowley Foley Derby. Uh, that's fun. I like that. Uh, Robbie Earl brought up a very good point at the start of this. Mm. If you're Potter, you need to play your starting 11, and I don't think he knows who his best starting 11 is yet. He's only been there for like two months. Give him some time. I don't know. Um, they did play uh, – Pulisic started. I thought he played fine. I didn't think he played great. I didn't think he played bad. I thought he played fine. Uh, in the penalty shout, you got to stay on your feet. Yes, he pulled your jersey, but they're never going to give that. Never, ever, ever are they going to give that slight of a jersey pull. Um, he tried. Apart from that, uh, Mount to Sterling to Havertz for the first goal was just beautifully worked. That's another goal. That goal gets that goal scores on everybody. And when that team can use that kind of speed, yeah, they look absolutely deadly. Mason Mount looked like a man on fire this match. Yeah, he has those matches though, where it's like he looks like he's the guy that everybody expects him to be, and then mm-hmm. he just for six other matches after that, it's like who's Mason Mount again? Well, we'll see how they do. Very uh, next up, player they have. Who do they have next up? I'll tell you in a second. Hold on. Forest. Okay. Well, he'll probably look great then, too. <laughs> um, but no, seriously, this man, especially his goal. Everyone, oh, yeah, he took the ball off the top of the net and he scored. Like, but he made that whole play happen. He dumped it off and it really should have been scored by Zachariah. Zachariah completely screwed it up. Havertz ended up putting it back to Mouse at the top and Mount, that was unsavable. I can't believe how much that bent. It bent around one Bournemouth player, right in front of the stomach of the other one. It, the goalie was five feet away from it. He was diving the second it was kicked. He was still five feet away from it. It was unsavable. Uh, Mount looked absolutely amazing. Um, Tiago Silver had the first what-the-hell-are-you-thinking moment. I don't know if you had a chance to see it. He cleared the ball right back to the top of the box from, like, the corner flag. I don't know what he was thinking. They ended up getting away with it. Bournemouth wanted a penalty. Uh, Chelsea, I think, were calling for offside. Whole thing was crazy. Uh, game game got a little weird after the two goals. Okay. I will That's say funny. this. The longer Chelsea played, the better they looked, which is also not indicative of the scoreline because they scored both goals quickly. They had scored both by the 24th minute. Mm-hmm. But they seemed to get better in attack. But, again, 
Chelsea kind of had that problem of who's finishing. Uh, Pulisic came off in the 82nd minute for Obama Yang. It's really not enough time for Obama Yang to do anything. So, again, he could still end up being the guy, but right now he's not doing it. Yeah. Um, and then in horrible news, Reese James out for a month. He had just gotten back. That guy can't catch a break. It's pretty sad. He's such a talented player. I really like him. Like, I know as an Arsenal fan, this is only better for us, but I don't wish injuries on anybody, and I feel no. so bad for him. Yeah. He's a good player. He works hard. Poor guy. Damn. Yep. Tough break. All right, so here's my question for you. Hit me. Do we get a Bully Foley Derby next year? I freaking hope so. Yeah. I, I think I think who, who, who? up. Uh, yeah, by the skin of their teeth. <sighs> All right, on to the Man United Forest game. Mm. Man McGuire United chopped down that tree. Did not start. Yes, yeah, very funny. Very funny. <laughs> Their attackers chopped down that tree. The rest of Man United did not impress me. Uh, no. But before we get to that, let's look at the starting lineups. No McGuire. Yep. Did we? I know people threw out illness. Did we ever get any of that? No, I couldn't find anything that was sorted. You gotta wonder. He's the captain of that team. Yep. He did. He just played five games for England. Yes, he did in the World Cup. Very much so. And he didn't look that bad. Nope, he wasn't a geriatric. And now he can't get a start on this back four. Who started Casemiro? Uh, people talked about that. I'm pretty sure Luke Shaw technically started in the center back position. Casemiro okay. played deep. And then uh, Tyrell so, Malashia played left back, and Aaron Wan-Bissaka played right. God, that's weird. Yeah. He was getting nice now for a while. He was. Uh, never really lived up to potential. Still I could. Just, I think he will. I think um, he's right now, <clears throat> Man United is kind of like the English national team when I look at them. They're so top-heavy. Yep. I mean, Erickson, Casemiro, Rashford, Fernandez, Anthony, Martial. Couldn't ask for anything about sounds it. Sounds like goals. Yep. Just sounds like goals. Wambasaka, Varane, Shaw, Malasia. Sounds like goals. <laughs> like, yeah, they're, ta- they're talented up top. They have uh, a decent midfield. Couldn't ask for anything better. But man, that yeah. back four, they can't figure that out. Maguire did come on in the 77th minute for what it's worth. Um, so yeah, he, he was ill. Yeah, maybe. And he got healthy in the middle of the game. Yeah, whatever. Uh, you just you take a Benadryl. Forced. Not they good. took too many Benadryls. What is the point? 22 signings and you look awful. And after having six weeks off. Yipe. I don't get it. I absolutely don't get it. All right, on to the other side of Manchester, which really, on to Leeds, because they played in Leeds at Ellen Road. Uh, Leeds, Man City. I had called this game on the way West Stand as a potential trap game for Man City. That take age like milk? (laughs) Man City. In the first half, I was thinking, you know what? I might be on to something. Uh, Leeds was doing that desperate defending that they do, mm-hmm. but it was working until Rodri decided that he didn't want it to work anymore. It wasn't even working that well. Jack Grealish couldn't find the freaking net if it was put two foot in front of him. See, here's the thing. If Jack Grealish doesn't get fouled, he doesn't know what to do with the ball. <laughs> it's that big brain thinking yeah, okay. Jesse Marsh is for. Oh, okay. Smart move then. No, I, I agree with you. I It was desperate defending, and it was working only because goals weren't in the back of the net. Exactly. That, game, that half, up until that first goal, it could have been three to nothing easy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about easy, but it, it, it probably should have been. Um, the expected goals were 4.41 to 0.58. Yeah. So oh. I don't know about easy in the first half because a lot of those expected goals came in the second half because Erling Holland did Erling Holland things. Thank God. 
I got that man on a futures bet who would win the golden boot, and that was before the league even started. And uh, that's looking like a winner. Yeah, just as long as uh, they stay five points behind Arsenal, <laughs> Man City, he can score all the goals he wants. Yeah. Uh, it's 20 goals through 14 matches played for him. And if anyone's curious, uh, yes, that is a that that's the fastest ever. He's so good, and he only he, he was only cost for like was it sixty million? I don't, I do not believe that number for I absolutely not. Wasn't it a release clause? I do not believe that number. There's shady crap going on. You absolutely know it. Man City more than anyone. I I cannot believe that Borussia Dortmund sold him for only sixty. Nope. 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 Do not believe it. That man was that, believe. there's no way that they sold him for $40 million less than Jack Grealish. I don't care about the England, you know, tax. I don't nah. <laughs> no. Everyone and their mother knew how good he was. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way. I mean, Arsenal would have bought him for 60. There's Anybody absolutely would have bought no him for way. 60. Yeah, there's no way. There's that. I know what number was given out, but that is not the number that they're actually paying for him. If watch it be like, oh, by the way, we have to pay ten million pounds for goal or some shit. That'd be awesome. Just I, I don't believe it. They're chewing their nails right now. Actually, that's not true. They're just pumping more oil. Oh yeah, they'll be fine. (laughs) They know they'll be fine. I mean, they're gonna be. Regardless of what happens, Premier League or not, they're going to be in the Champions League again. They're in the Champions League now with Holland and that goal-scoring threat. You have to think that they're going, guys. We we got we, we're going to win it this year. Uh, yeah. I know this is a Premier League podcast, but if we can dip into the Champions League just a little bit, they're big competitors. Um, Real Madrid, like always. Yep. PSG. Yep. Neymar got a red card today. Because within two minutes, he got booked for simulating. Twice. Twice. Just boom, boom. You know, I as good as those two are, those three, you know, Mbappe, Neymar, and Messi, I don't – I think right now the best team in Europe, if you exclude England, because England's not in Europe anymore because of Brexit, the best team in Europe may be Man City. Best team in England is still Arsenal, though, so let's keep that going. <laughs> uh, oh, looking ahead real quick, just to touch on it. Um, oh, nope, still, sorry, only in the Man City fixtures. I want all the fixtures. For next match day? Yep, and it's gotcha. still only showing me Man City ones. I got gotcha. you. So it'll be Friday. There's two games. Um, it's West Ham, Brentford at 2.45 Eastern, and then uh, Liverpool, Leicester City at 3. Um, I think those are going to be two brutal, brutal, brutal games. Yeah. I think Brentford's going to take out a lot of pent-out rage on West Ham. And <laughs> we Leicester City is not ready for Liverpool at all. Yeah, nope. Um, then there's two, four, six matches on... Saturday, starting at 7.30 with Wolves and Man U. Um, Then City against Everton at 10. These are the 10 o'clock fixtures now. Uh, Fulham and Southampton, Bournemouth and Crystal Palace, and Newcastle and Leeds. Man, poor Leeds. They just got done. They just got done playing Man City, and three days later, they have to go to Newcastle. Yeah, and they get punched in the mouth again. That's Um, right. The 12-30 game uh, on Saturday is Brighton and Arsenal. Like in the late matches. I mean, it like makes it a lot Arsenal. easier to drink. Uh, Brighton and Hove Albion are going to be without Casado. Uh, I think – let me look it up real quick. Yeah, Webster's out for a few weeks. Danny Welbeck's doubtful. Um, Why is Casado out? Red card. Oh. He's on a suspension. Or is it yellow card accumulation? Could be yellow card accumulation. This is on 
fought mob and it just shows a red card. I think it is yellow card accumulation. That makes sense. Um, That's going to be a big loss because he's a good player. Yeah, I was not that comfortable thinking about this match before, but looking at how Brighton played, looking at how Arsenal played, looking at who's going to be in starting lineups. Um, this is the type of match that Arsenal lose last year. They definitely lose it two years ago. I think we definitely win it. Yeah, I'm just looking ahead because everything's so jam-packed due to the World Cup. You Then Arsenal play January 3rd, that Tuesday. So that's... Yeah. I mean, this this World Cup has really messed up a lot of teams and you could we could easily see teams without depth. And I'm not saying Arsenal. I'm just saying other teams around the league could have a real problem keeping up. And there might be a lot of injuries happening in this turnaround. Well, we're going to get into what we talked about with minutes. If the minutes are going to play an issue, this is when that's going to show their face. Yeah, it's so very happy with the lack of minutes that Arsenal have had for the last couple weeks. Uh, I know Newcastle barely had any minutes in the World Cup. Yeah, there was a question about whether or not that was going to make keep them rusty. They're not rusty. Nope, not Um, even a little bit. And then Tottenham, Austin Villa on New Year's Day at nine, and Forest Chelsea at eleven thirty. Um. That's what we got looking ahead at match day 18. Now, where I'm going to want to start ending this, first of all, like, subscribe, notification bell. Comments are great. Tell us we look great. Tell us we look ugly. I don't care. Comments, anything drives engagement. Love all that. Um, down below, actually, please comment who you think are going to get are going to be relegated. Right now, Southampton, 16 matches played, 12 points. Nottingham Forest, 16 matches played, 13 points. Negative 22 goal differential. Not good. Wolves, 16 matches played, 13 points, negative 15. Just above them, Everton, 16 and 14. West Ham, 16 and 14, both with negative 7. I didn't say Southampton, they're negative 16. Um, Leeds are 15 and 15 with a negative 6. There's your point for point. Bournemouth, 16 and 16 with a negative 16. Uh, Again, you take away that Liverpool match, and that's a much more reasonable goal difference. Um, Leicester City, 16 and 17 with a negative three. Mm -hmm. That puts us up to 13th place. Yep. It is tight at the bottom. Yep. I'm still going Southampton. I'm still going Nottingham Forest, which leaves the only other team that I've been saying is going to go down, and I'm still thinking they're going to go down. Um, bye-bye, Everton. Now, when does does Dominic Calvin-Lewin make a difference for you? No. No? Hmm. What if they – what do they need to do in order to – improve themselves this January window. Um, so the first thing I think they needed to do that they have missed out on because the carousel already happened is a manager. Yep. I do not think Frank Lampard's cut out for the Premier League. Absolutely not. Um, their best defender right now is Connor Cody. And he's and on loan. Yep. Um, and injured. I bl- no, no, he is on loan. Sorry, just on loan. Um, I don't know. And I think their attack's fine. Anthony Gordon's good. Again, I think he has to grow into it. I don't. Yeah. I think he's too young to be the savior. That's the oh, issue. I think he's like a year too young. Alex Awobi has blossomed into a very good player. Um, but the rest of the midfielder, midfield, okay. good. Decore is fine. Townsend's injured. It's just a bunch of average players, I think. I think they're exactly where they should find themselves right now. 
So JJ Bull on TIFO said this, and it's funny because he's like the guy with the most coaching experience, but he's still related into FIFA, and I'm going to say the same thing. Hmm. He was talking about World Cup teams, but he's like, there's just too many like 75 rated players. Yeah. Like, the average of the team is just not good enough. And then that's just like, what are they going to do? Well, you can't fix this in one transfer window. Nope. They're sure like, as hell going to have to figure some sort of gum or glue to get them through this. And I think they're going to figure it out by good scouting and young players that they get when they're in the championship. Ouch. Because I, they they barely escaped relegation last year. Yeah. And they got worse. Yep. I I think people aren't talking about it because it's Everton and all Everton. Excuse me, can't go down. They got worse than a year that they shouldn't have even made it, and it's that tight. That being said, uh, West Ham United is not exactly doing better. No, but their quality of players are much better, and um, I don't think they deserve to be down here. I think um, Kurt Zuma, who's kind of their anchor, has been out, will be out. It's a knee injury. That's a problem. 14 uh, points to 16 matches, negative seven goal difference, the exact same as Everton. They've scored one more goal and let in. They have goal. not been getting the same amount of goal scoring as they did last year. Um, Mikel Antonio has not been up to the hype as he's been doing. Um, and speaking of hype, you don't even hear about Skamaka anymore, and they dropped a boatload of money on him to come in. Well, he did have the ankle injury. Well, that's why you don't hear about him. <laughs> um, yes, but I'm not exactly sure when that happened. Sorry, I'm trying to go back before. This was 16th out. on Fat Mob, but. Yeah, but that was the last time that Fat Mob updated it, yes? That doesn't mean that was when it happened, because who was he playing on the 16th? Nobody. That's December. It's December, so nobody. Must have happened in training. Or, I mean, I guess they could have been playing a friendly. I don't know. But that's, that's an option. Well, Moyes says he has a good chance for Friday, and he rolled his ankle. So, yeah, I'm not 100% sure what's going on with Skamaka, to be honest. Again, sorry, guys, trying to remember back before the World Cup is, like, trying to remember what happened when I was five years old right now. <laughs> uh, I think Saeed Benrama if that's how you pronounce his name. Yeah. Um, I think he's a yeah, little over. Not... He's okay. He he's scored against he scored against Arsenal. That was a penalty. Yep. He scored against Crystal Palace. He scored against Bournemouth. And he's an that's average it. player. That's all. Um, Brentford got their money's worth when they sold him. You know, I you say this team is so good. Like, all right, Quetta. Good player. Declan Rice. I think he's the best. He's the best English number six. There was a time I would have argued Calvin Phillips, but Calvin Phillips can't even play in Man City. Well, that's because he's he's gotten fat. So well, yeah, because he's not playing. Well, no, because he ate too many they, Christmas they, cookies. They bought – no, he wasn't playing before. <laughs> they bought him because they needed their homegrown player rules. That's all it was. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, Cresswell's a great player. Yep. You know, looking at their defense, but I just I don't know. Sufal, I like Sufal. Uh, Sufal, uh, uh, Fabianski's good, but he's thirty-seven, and at some point you'd have to drop off in reaction time. I would think so. And uh, uh, David Moyes is just—he's been around forever, but I don't know if he's actually that good. Um. Could this? Did they get a champion? No, they got a Euro League. Do you think the extra tournament play is beating them up? I think it has to be. Because uh, that by, happened by to, the same token, they're playing in the same as Arsenal. We're doing the exact opposite. So yeah, it's beating you up. But Man City plays every two days. Some teams are fit to do that. Some teams aren't. All right. Anyway, we're starting to go over time. Right now, who's going down? Um, okay, well, 
I would very much think that it's going to be Southampton, Forest, and man, Wolves has got to show me more. I think it's going to be Wolves. Got to believe in Lopateo. Believe. I just wanted you to say it again. (laughs) (laughs) It could be Wolves. I just, I, I, when it, when you get into that last ditch, you got to get a point. I think the manager makes the bigger difference there than at any other point. He hasn't had to fight for that relegation though. So, and I guess Lampard has, but I, I think, I don't know. I think the quality of manager is too good, but we'll see. All right. Anything else you want to touch on? Uh, no, I think it's bedtime. Yep. Yep. We went a little long guys. We're going to start sweeping them up a bit. Just a lot to talk about. We love the premier league. Um, this has been an episode of Swinging at Shins. This covers match day 17. If you want more Premier League coverage, I have the Way West stand over at Wicked Good Sports. He has, by he, I mean Aaron, has the Villa Villa, also on Wicked Good Sports. If you want more Swinging at Shins, we are on Instagram, we are on Facebook, we are on TikTok. Uh, TikTok's actually doing pretty well. We are both pretty active on Instagram. Yeah. Um, if you are in the capital region of New York and you want a place to watch the games, please come to the beer garden in Albany. It's absolutely fantastic. If you are in the capital region and you want a place to watch the games and you're an Arsenal fan, I am uh, running the currently unofficial, hopefully very soon to be official Albany branch of the Arsenal America where the Albany Gooners also on Instagram, also on Facebook. You'll find all the descriptions for that below. Um, if you are sick of looking at our mugs on YouTube, you can find this podcast anywhere podcasts are. Probably. There are so many of them, I might have missed one. We're <laughs> on Spotify and Apple and Amazon and Audible and uh, Stitcher and all those places. So go ahead and find us there. Um, thank you. If you are still here, thank you very much for listening. We appreciate it. <laughs>